You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California, announcing one last time before Sir Richard Wentworth takes over, this is AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. Tonight's hosts are Kristen Snyder and Dave Klein. If you'd like to buzz in on, on tonight's episode, you can do so by dialing 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now... Picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's AfterBuzz TV's luck. Now, please, please do buzz in. We want to hear from you, even if it's about random shows. Like Bad Girls. Like Bad Girls. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, watch last week's After Show. <laughs> Thank you. You're missing all the inside jokes. And that is Phil Spitek on the ones and twos. <laughs> I'm calling him a DJ now. I'm Dave Klein, and with me... The lovely Kristen Snyder. Thank you, Dave. Now, would you like to... I usually tend to start off. Would you like to start yeah, off this week? Yeah, I would. Initial thoughts. My initial thoughts. Wow. All I have to say is, if you're not watching yet, you better get on this lucky train because it is taking off. Um, hopefully you are watching, which is why you're watching us, but... <laughs> I have to say, the first episode, I wasn't too thrilled. There were a lot of... One and two. It was character development. But it was it was so much... And there's so many characters. And that tends to be what you run into issues with shows that have so many characters you have to be introduced to at the beginning. But now, last week I was pleased because there were dildos being swung. <laughs> and this week I'm happy because there's blood. Blood. There there will be blood. And we see that in the in the previews for next week. There's going to be even more blood. Oh, my God. Things are going to go down, Kristen. I mean, even this episode, the shot angles, the music was so suspenseful. Yeah, there, I felt like I was watching a movie. There is some pretty awesome, intense music. Like a cool shot on the back of Chester riding through the car. Like a boss. Like a boss. <laughs> like a mafia boss. Like... I'm so pumped about this show yeah, now. Yeah, things are happening, and it's getting exciting, which is cool. Now we know the characters, so we don't have to worry about this so much, and we can actually drive forward and see what's going on. And people are starting to actually interact with each other, too. I'm, like, they're coming together. It's amazing. Like, we're seeing the gamblers get with Turo. The trainer. Can I just say, for best scene of the show, I'm going to fast forward just for a second. Oh, okay. Best scene of the entire show was when the gamblers do get to see their horse and Toro is explaining that, you know, this is your horse this is all the bills, and then the shot of the gamblers is like a low angle looking up at them and they're all like in awe and it's as if they're watching like a baby being born and then they all get to touch it what did you think of that scene? That was pretty awesome. And when Renzo comes up and he's like, you see a close up on his eyes and he looks like he's in love with the horse. He's he a really horse porn. feeling horse porn all the way. <laughs> and the last shot of the episode was more horse porn. 
I don't want to move horses. to that. I want to focus hey, on this shot. I love I this shot. I got excited about horse porn, okay? I had to talk about it. No. You say horse porn, I just go. Okay, but it did, like, whenever they were feeding the horse, Toro's like, this is, hands open, hands open, and then the shot of all of them with the carrot now, open. Now, can the I horse. point out something about that, which is that Toro had been talking to Chester about how much it costs for carrots every month, and it was like uh-huh. $5. <laughs> And then he's telling them all the costs, and it was $60 for carrots every month. <laughs> yeah, so. I think that Toro's going to be up in the charge for the gamblers. He, he At some point, we thought he called them idiots. Yeah, he said something in uh, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact it word. It sounded a lot like But I think, I think it was idiots, because I took mm-hmm. six years of Spanish. Didn't do the best in it. It wasn't my favorite subject, but I think he called them idiots. Okay, do you think that he their gamblers are going to get respect from Toro at all. Because Toro, no. Toro's kind of jealous that they have his horse now, but at the same time, he still gets to take care of it. I think he has a lot of mixed emotions running into it because I think he did like the horse a lot, mm-hmm. so he's glad he gets to have it back. But I guess, like, these idiots are the ones who have my horse? Really? Best so, scene, though. I'm sure things are going to go on between them two where they're going to butt heads. I, I think so, at I least. think as long as they pay their bill... I think Toro will be excited to have his horse back, and I really do see them coming together, because even when Jerry was first asking him about advice, which we'll get into later, he's like, your opinion, we value your opinion, it matters to and us. And something so. about that, too, Jerry was killing it this episode. Oh. We kind of saw, like, <laughs> all we saw before is degenerate gambler side, which kicks in here, but when he's not a degenerate gambler, he's pretty badass. He he's, is! He's doing his thing, he's getting... <laughs> The horses, and we had this awesome scene, which I want to talk about, where he, the way he got the horse in the first place, but he, but he just like, he pumps it up. He steps up this episode and shows that when he's not being a degenerate gambler, he can do his thing. He can talk the talk. He can walk the walk. He's got style. He's got the swag. Go ahead. Tell me. (laughs) All right, so so we uh, to get into the episode, we're going to start with the owners, and we talked about how each episode begins and ends with Chester. Yes, this is something Chris and I noticed is literally less, Chester's sort of what brings the show together in the theme in a sense, because every time we see him start with his parole officer and something about prison, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like now they're getting closer, and <laughs> last time... In the last episode, his parole officer had to be there in the bathroom with him as he peed. This time, he was like, you know what? I trust you. Go do your thing. I'm going to snack on an apple while you're taking a piss. And Chester's <laughs> kind of joking with him. Do poppy seeds count? This is kind of like a little bit of a joking thing back right. and forth. Like, obviously, like because poppy seeds do affect your drug test. It does. Careful. <laughs> be very careful out there. You, 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 you. <laughs> Um, but there's a nice bond and f- almost friendship developing between the parole yeah. officer and, and um, Chester when he's playing his classical music. How about that shot? I did on notice him, that. Like, cracking his, uh, his fingers to the music on his little treadmill. Yeah. I thought that was very cute. Spoke I, a lot about his character. I think the classical music was what I really paid attention to. Mm-hmm. It's very but, calming. He's like such a calming mafia boss. Yeah. Well, it's like it's almost like what you, I guess, would associate with a classical music you associate with someone really smart so i think that is what they were playing at like this guy's smart he knows Mm -hmm. what he's doing he's calm he's laid back and he's getting things done 
And then again, at the end of the episode, we wrap it up with them. So it's really just Chester is almost the theme that brings everything together. The overall master plan. And then everyone is just intertwined. And now, a lot of interesting things with Chester this episode, where last episode we saw him talking about that he wants a go-between. Right. And this episode, it looks like he has found... His go-between. Nathan Israel, or is it Mr. Demetrio? Does he yeah. have a double name you know, there? What's weird is, yeah, we noticed that in the, they're, when they're going up to the elevator, they were, it seems like they're referring to Nathan Israel as Mr. Demetrio, but then mm-hmm. he, he tells Chester Gus. and Gus that his name is Nathan Israel. So I guess we'll go for that right now, but I don't know. Actually, maybe Nathan Israel is his first and middle name. And that's sort be. of like an honor thing, which you get to you get to know my first and middle name, and Demetrio is his last name. I think that makes sense. After, as we saw, he got offered a million dollars. For 12 months. For 12 months of work. Which his eyes sort of, like, I thought he handled it well. Now, okay, let, let's bring this up, though. So, essentially, Nathan keeps on inquiring about what he's going to do, and Chester's just like, don't worry about it. You're going to get a lot of money. Stop being an idiot. Don't ask questions. And you're going to get paid a lot. Kristen, where do you stand? If so, if you get this job, you get this offer, <laughs> you don't know what it is, and you're clearly some business type stuff, but you don't know what you're going to be doing. You know this guy was in jail for drugs. He's offering you a million dollars for one year of work. What do you do? You know what? As tempting as it is, I would I would see through the tr- through the cracks, and I would obviously be a little hesitant to accept mm. it. I mean, nobody wants to break the laws, especially if you're working for an ex-inmate. Yes, dubiously. I mean, come on. He's asking the right questions. Didn't say I didn't want to work for Dustin Hoffman. Call me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I would have... Dustin, we know you're watching right now. Chris's number is... Where is the number? <laughs> <laughs> That doubles four as my two, number. 424 256 1729. 1729. That's for you, Dustin. <laughs> okay. So, and any of you callers, I want to talk to you too. So, Phil, let me ask you now, Phil in the booth, what would you do if someone offered you a million dollars to do a job that you don't know what it is and it may be something very illegal, but you don't know? Would you for take an ex-con? Well, You're working I, for an ex-con. I won't ask the. I, uh, it's an unfair question. I haven't seen the show, so I, I, I refuse to answer. Okay. That's fair. That's not fair. Okay. It's a pretty straightforward question. You should call question. us and let us know. I mean, I think that this kid's very smart, though. He he has no style, though, it's, Chester yeah, says. Chester says he has no a style. A lot of ambition. He, and he calls him a kid. He does come off, though. He came off as pretty smart to me, but maybe but, I don't walk the lacks, walk or talk the talk. Yeah, and he lacks experience. But the funny thing he says is that Mike is going to hate the kid, and I think Clearly, that's why he likes him so much. Yeah, he's, he's like, like he's going to irritate the hell out of Mike. So I think that's the one point towards this kid, towards Nathan Israel, someone who Mike's going to hate. I like him. You know, I think we got a glimpse of Mike in the previews. He's like that old guy with the long gray hair. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I we really should um, know his name, but we haven't been Inspector introduced to bad him. Gadget yet. bad guy. The inspector, the claw guy, the yeah. bad guy. I, claw. I think that's going to be Mike, and he's very scary. Old people are scary. I agree with you. <laughs> That's right, why about, we throw them in retirement homes. How about Gus being on the on the track with Toro? Yeah, and, and that bizarre horse, like almost attacking their horse. 
Yeah, what was with that? Because there was also an alarm that went off. Sirens. A siren. Maybe, like, maybe the horse escaped. Like, <laughs> siren going off. It sounded like there's going to be a tornado or something or like a shooter. I thought there's going to be like a shooter on the tracks. And then there's just weird. a horse running the wrong way. Are horses really that dumb where if they're running at each other, they just play chicken with each other and they're like, who's going to get out of the way first? That's what it looked like. I don't know what was going on there. I think it was an incredibly awesome game of chicken between horses. <laughs> I'll settle they're for like, that. Who's going to move? Do you think Toro's going to do Gus and uh, Ace right by their horse, training their horse? You know what? I feel like Turo actually has so much respect for Chester that I think he's going to. And what we saw is an interesting thing in the upcoming previews was a little exchange between Chester and, um, Toro. and Turo, where Chester's like, are you a gambler or a trainer? And he's mm-hmm. pissed at him. So I think Toro wants to, but he's trying to play up the gambling aspect a little too much. I think you're right, Dave. Thank you, Kristen. (laughs) Can I say, though, and let's maybe move on to trainers just so I can say this. Mm -hmm. Kristen, I am going to give you credit for the first episode. You and I had a disagreement where (laughs) we meet the veterinarian, and she is putting her hand up a horse's butt. Right? I'm even making the gesture here. (laughs) Don't look. Don't use my camera. It's obscene. He's mine. Um, (laughs) So, and you're like, I think there's something between them. And I was like, I don't Sexual know. Tension. I was Sexual tension. Sexual like, tension between sticking your your fist up a horse's butt. She was like, don't you wish this was you? So, then, Toro's like, I would, she says something obscene to him. He's like, well, maybe I'd need some help having some sex. And she shows up like, Nightwatch, I heard someone needed some sex. Yeah, what kind of line is that? I don't know. It's a line that I would like all the ladies to drop. Nightwatch. I heard somebody was looking for I a live partner. in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I live in LA. Um, yeah, so clearly, I wanted to ask you a question. Did you think it was their first time when they were walking back to the bedroom? He was like, so are we going to do this? I don't think so at all. Especially because yeah. you see them hold hands. That's walk, why I didn't think it was. And that's such an intimate thing that you wouldn't do that in like... Unless you had some sort of bond. Right. But he was sort of blaming her in this episode saying, yeah. you told the cowboy that horse was That sound. was what I got, too, was when he was talking about Mulligan. It sounded mm-hmm. like they were having that sort of exchange. And also for the trainers buying it, or not the trainers, the gamblers buying the horse from Mulligan and her passing it, because she was the veterinarian. It sounded like there was something going on there, too, where maybe Turo, maybe something wasn't quite right in the way that she was passing the horse. I don't know. I don't think Toro wanted her to pass the horse. I think he wanted her to flunk it. But she's a professional, and she makes that clear that she's going to do her job right. and remain professional. And she also gets pissed off at Mulligan about something where Mulligan— Because w- he accused her of not being professional and saying, you're not going to flunk my horse, are you? Right. So, yeah, yeah. So- and she's like, no, I'm going to be professional But then she's, she also yells at him for being unprofessional. Right. She goes, one of us is professional here. Right. Which leads me to, I want to talk about this scene, because Mulligan, in a way, is a trainer, So, and we're already talking about him. I want to talk about the exchange between Jerry and Mulligan, because I thought that was pretty bamf. That was amazing. It was pretty Jerry awesome. Jerry, throwing out the bargain, I know, bargaining J- skills. Jerry kicked it up a notch there. <laughs> like, he was like, so first, Mulligan's like $40,000, and Jerry's yeah. like, no, no, let's split the difference. And then he's... Pulled a pretty smooth move there when he kicked the barbecue thing. He just kicks it. And he's like, 
How about $5,000 for the barbecue? He's like, how about, okay, who's Mulligan's people? He's like, I'll give you 25000 for your people and pretty much under the table, 7500 right. for Right, so it ended up being $7,500. So Eventually. I, so my guess is that, I guess when it's like going through his people, that means all the veterinarians, all the trainers, everybody else gets paid even though he's the owner. There's I don't think so. I think Mulligan's working for somebody else. May I'm not sure because there's got to be because if Mulligan is the essential owner of it, I think he's the front man. <laughs> oh, you think he's like a Gus? I do. Interesting. Very interesting. I used that episode a lot last <laughs> or that word a lot last week. We need to beep it when he uses interesting. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we're not gonna go into that. Okay. So, anyways, um, I thought that was a great scene, and it was. to me, it just showed that Jerry. When he's not a ge- degenerate gambler, mm-hmm. he's an awesome dude. And if he's not, it sucks. It's too bad as if he didn't have that giant character flaw, which is why we love characters. They have character they flaws. Have scars. And scars. And they have, like, <laughs> you know, they it makes them full and well-rounded characters. But, man. Who wants to be normal? That's boring. I want to be normal. Who's the normal character on this show? Well, not on this show. Is there a normal character? Leon might be until he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason we don't even know why ice cubes those ice, ice cubes. cubes are laced i tell okay. you <laughs> i want to throw this out there so when leon passes out and clonks his head on the ground a Kristen was about to pass out <laughs> so we had to watch awesome. it again so we had to watch it again because i was like i don't want to see that again but b we kept on watching it again to see what he was eating because we were like what was he eating that made him pass out was it drugs it was just an ice cube he ate ice an ice cube. cube and passed out from the sauna and clonks his head but I think it was because of his poor diet. All he had was OJ, and it seemed like it was probably late afternoon. Oh, that's true. All he you drank know, the, was o- orange juice all day. That could be the point, because then Leon's like kind of eating into him about his diet habits, but it seems like yes. Leon's probably doing it right and trying to diet properly. I don't think so. I think Leon's starving himself and you only so? drinking orange juice. Yes, because mm. he said something about his brother doing it right, or Donnie. Oh, I thought brother. he was saying that his brother was too heavy. Yes. I think he was. So, so I think Leon's actually not or, eating well. I'm, yeah. Because so, you know when you get out of the shower and you're kind of like woozy if you haven't really eaten yet? Have you ever felt that? Never. I eat so much. I would never feel that. Okay. I'm the only one. I feel There's refreshed and clean. Liar. Liar. Okay. Well, I felt that I was going to pass out quite a few times after taking a really hot shower and not really having an electrolyte. Yeah. So I can see that. But wow, the blood just pouring out of his skull. Awesome. I was like, is he dead? Because <laughs> it was such a loud noise. It didn't just sound like a crack. It sounded like it's... a splatter when his head hit the it cement was a pretty floor. heavy clonk. Like all of his body weight down on his head to Man, cement. let's just throw out all the trainers is just going down. This is leaving room for Rosie and that's the big thing that we see. Rosie is gonna come back. Because every trainer, Leon just clonks his head from He's not out. eating enough and then um, Ronnie. Ronnie. He's so old, though. Can I just ask you why Walter ever thought he was going to be a great jockey to bring back? So, so my guess would be because Ronnie was probably really awesome in his heyday, and that was mm-hmm. when Walter had his heyday. 
So Walter's probably like, in my heyday, this guy was a great jockey, and I want him back. I mean, is this Rocky? Come on. <laughs> yes, it's Rocky Balboa, the fifth one. Well, we should have we should have saw Ronnie like training on some stairs. Ronnie did zero training to get before he got back on that. He horse. dieted. That is training for jockeys. Well, no, per- he didn't diet. All well, we saw him do was drink beer. Well, apparently Joey says like they kind of have a little exchange where Ronnie's been riding crappy horses mm-hmm. so i think he's like ex- and joey's like don't worry i've been training you on bad horses so you, when you get the good one it'll be amazing and then ronnie of course takes a big spill and breaks his collarbone for the sixth time for the sixth time we find out he which says, apparently is more often than he's gotten laid that's what i was just going to mention and but how did he even fall off it looked like the horse just kind of maybe was turning weird and he dipped over to the side i <laughs> Look, I don't ride horses. I don't know. He did a really nice tumbling act after he fell off the horse. I thought he was going to get trampled. I mean, as Joey says, he needs to learn how to land. <laughs> land uh, differently. Land differently. So he's not always Ronnie. landing on his collarbone. That was and pretty funny. And then we see Ronnie resort to snorting cocaine and buying alcohol. With the dollar bills that he just snorted. Yeah, with. which he had the I don't know if you guys roll. caught that, but when he was paying for the alcohol the cashier had to actually unroll the bills because we had just saw ronnie snorting it and do you think the cashier knew he's had to know especially because ronnie was being such an asshole Mm -hmm. and his eyes were like yeah he's like so wide (laughs) (laughs) wait can you do that face again is that your blow face it's my blow face (laughs) (laughs) that's what i look like when i do blow all the time Um, yeah. When you're not riding horses. When I'm not riding horses. <laughs> but I want to throw out that Ronnie didn't buy Jim Bean. And as we found out earlier, that's what you do. Ronnie, yeah. you're failing there. You're you're snorting cocaine. You're supposed to be using Jim Bean. It that's why Cuddy. they invented it. He bought Cuddy, C-U-T-T-Y. It's because he likes Kid Cuddy, and it sounds similar. Oh, uh, I don't think that's it. I think you're going off topic. <laughs> Probably. But, um, okay, the music was amazing, though, in this episode. Yeah. It, it was, was so awesome. suspenseful. And I also want to throw out that you were right. The first time that we watched Luck and we watched the opening theme and you were talking about how awesome it was, I was like, eh, I could take it or, or leave it. Now I kind of, I'm really starting to dig the opening theme. It's growing on me. I really enjoy it. So every time, like every week, I've kind of like liked it more and more. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will be going on my iPad soon. I think it should. Because I don't really use my iPod anymore. I don't know why. Do you want to talk about the gamblers? I really want to talk about them. No, They're I don't want favorite. to. Let's skip them and not talk about them. No. Let's talk about the We gamblers. find out what's in the laundry bag. Yes. <laughs> we find out what's in the laundry bag. I feel like there's, I still feel like there's more in the laundry bag. There is. There definitely Cause is. Because he pulls out one big box, which is the, which is the money. It's a huge bag of all the money, which we don't actually see what's in the bag, but we can assume it's cash. Well, we don't even see what's in the box necessarily, so there could have been more. I don't know. I, I still want to believe. Baby. It's a dead baby. I think baby. there's dead babies. <laughs> I, think, I think there's Kit Kat bars because you have to have Kit Kat bars in laundry bags for some reason. And I don't think it's just money. I don't know. I, I just think there's more in there than just the money. We want there to be more. It's like it's like a magician's hat. Yeah. What is he going to pull out? Or it's, it's like Santa rabbits. Claus. Santa Claus, every time he pulls something out, it's just the right thing. He has right one of thing. those never-ending ropes, but it's even more never-ending because the laundry bag is so much bigger than a magic mm-hmm. hat. Yes. Totally. That's what's happening. I see it. Oh, something I really liked was when Lonnie's at the hospital and he's in a wheelchair. He's taken down to Marcus's level. Yeah. Rolling down the hospital alley. Sad for Lonnie. 
And also, he has some big-ass bruises on his face from the dildos. They were so gross. Who knew dildos could do that? I mean, that's why I block. That's what karate blocks are for. I took karate to block dildos. <laughs> Good to know. Um, but honestly, I feel like after that, Lonnie says that it was a wake-up call for Jerry, and that's why Jerry's behaving so nicely. But honestly, I think it was a wake-up call for Lonnie because it sort of t- took him back down to Marcus's level. Lonnie seems like he's like really nice in this episode, too. He's just yeah. totally just happy, nice guy. He's got all the meanness and craziness beaten out of him Marcus, meanwhile, is still being kind of a builder bitter he's really bitter what is wrong with this man he needs to get laid <laughs> he needs to play with those dildos. he needs to oh oh wow i didn't Where's know the applause Marcus? ben where you at <laughs> okay ben, so, yeah. Yeah. we got ben in the booth marcus and dildos applause and or he just needs to get with that special lady from the last the special episode. special lady in the wheelchair, that'd be nice. Maybe that's going to be an upcoming romance. We have romances coming up like all you. over oh, the place. other romance that we saw Claire. was Chester and Claire. Claire Lashy. Can I just throw out how weird that is, though, that Claire follows him up an elevator to this secret meeting just to say, hey, um, I have this thing for debilitated horses that I want ex-cons to do. Yeah, that, you don't do that. So she wants ex cons to take co- care of ex horses, ex race horses. Yeah, this is I, this is a front too. She is a front for having sex. Do you something. think she's a go between for Mike? Do you think this is like she's Mike's way mm. of tracking him? It, I think maybe. You know, it could be. That could be the case that she's like. Because how does she just randomly show they're also, up? They're also making fun of Nathan. And at the point for saying, like, lost your keys, or like, who says that? Lost your keys? This kid's got no style. He was kind of playing with her. Yeah. As if they were on an act together. I don't know. Kind of an interesting scene, too. That whole elevator scene was sort of, like, intense and what... A lot of tension there. Yeah, it would make sense, though, if Mike did throw a go-between towards Chester Ace because he wants to see what Ace is up to, what cards he's not showing. That's true. (laughs) That's a good point. So I think this, I mean, what's better than a woman throwing a woman in there? Because I think we see in the previews, she's like something about her coming to stay with him. Yeah, it looks like they are um, doing, maybe, you know what, maybe she's part of the Night Watch. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be an in-house like uh, go between an in-house mole. I think she's going to be a mole for Mike. She probably would be, mm-hmm. but I I still like to think she's part of the Night Watch. You can you can think that in my mind. But good news for Ace Chester. He might be uh, seeing some action in the future. Good for him. I mean, he just got out of prison. It's about so. Time. I know it's it's been more. Most people, as you've seen the previews, within a month go get laid right away. But Chester's been busy, so he needs to be right. Right. So, but lots of romance is coming out, and I like it. Romance. Ace and um, Claire, uh, Toro, and the veterinarian. Who else? And Rosie's coming back. Yeah, so Rosie's I think back, Rosie so. and Leon will be No, will I think so. Develop. That'll be fun because Rosie's going to take over. Because, okay, maybe not a romance, but we see we see that Walter really does care for mm-hmm. Rosie because afterwards, at the end, he's, it seems like he really he wants to see how she's doing in the track, and it seems like he. he he wants her to come back to ride the horse because I think that was his wake-up call with mm-hmm. with um, Ronnie screwing up so badly. Like, Rosie was good at riding this horse now that I think about and it. And she wasn't a drunk. And she wasn't a drunk 
who snorts cocaine that he doesn't know. Can I ask you something, though, Dave? You may ask me something, (laughs) Kristen. What was with his Walter talking to himself, sort of practicing his call to Rosie's trainer, talking? He was mentioning straight jackets. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed like he was weirdly nervous about it. Like, maybe he feels bad for sending Rosie there or something, and he's, like, trying to be polite about it. Like, it's almost like calling the ex-girlfriend or something and like what do i say or like a girl you like and being like you're practicing your phone call like what do i say i want to make sure i come off right you're looking in the mirror for an interview or something like that because that was interesting Mm -hmm. that he had to practice and you'd think he'd just do it like what's the big deal i don't know he's 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 very a, complicated character. He's himself. just in love with this horse, really. He's a, like horse an, born. <laughs> he's not a person, people person, but he's an animal person. Yes, very much. His and dog I think he and struggles horse. when it comes to people. He's great with animals. Yeah, but he struggles when it comes to people. Um, so I feel bad for bringing us off of the gambler topic. So do you want to come back to the gamblers now? Sure. Was, was what do there, you want to talk about? Well, I guess we had Lonnie in the wheelchair. We mm-hmm. had. Marcus in his laundry bag. I feel like the... Oh, I remember something I wanted to talk about. And this was just something I noticed that I thought was a little fun. You don't have to notice type of thing, but if you notice, it's just fun. We notice when they're talking to the police officer about everything, like their friend, the police officer, the detective... They Around were, the barbecue. They were using the barbecue that they had gotten oh from Oh, my Mulligan. gosh. Did you not You notice? need a round of applause. Can we get another round of applause? <laughs> that was the barbecue. They were using it. Was. it. I was so like, I was like, oh, my God. That's they it. actually got it. And that was such an expensive barbecue. $7,500. I mean, $7,500 barbecue. Oh, it cooks the best steaks. Use some seasoning on that, baby. Make some filet mignons. <laughs> you know, I'm excited. Maybe the barbecue area is going to be like their get-togethers they where they talk about business. Pool. What's with that? It was empty, though. Thought, there was no water in that swimming maybe, pool. Maybe, like, I, I thought they lived in a motel or something, so maybe it's maybe like... Maybe that's behind the motel. Maybe it's behind the motel. It probably is. So, but yeah, it was just fun to see that they oh, were so using the barbecue. I'm so glad you pointed that out. That is great. Thank like you. That. I'm proud of myself. So, Na- Noah Cagle this episode. Oh, but the detective, just so we can mention, he is in search of those insurance fraud women who apparently do this everywhere, and now they're in Philadelphia. So he wanted uh, he wanted Lonnie to call I actually, him. I didn't catch that, because oh. I was so excited about the barbecue, <laughs> I couldn't get my mind off it. I was oh, like, they're cooking sense. on that barbecue! Yeah, so they're actually, they tell Lonnie, hey, tell us if you hear from your insurance broads, because they're actually doing this to many people. But no Kegel this episode. Oh, I want to throw out another thing that Jerry said, though, to Turo. Mm-hmm. So more back to the gamblers again oh. and Jerry being a bamf. So Jerry was talking about buying a horse from Turo before he got the horse back from Mulligan. And Turo's kind of like telling him that it's a bad horse and go ahead and take it. And kind of being weird about it. And Jerry says to him, well, if a guy comes to me about a girl I've still got eyes for... I tell him she has crabs. <laughs> I was, just love that line. That was great. I but, mean, that was Jerry at his uh, best. Yeah. So, again, Jerry killing it again with Turo, you know, pulling it out so he can talk the talk. But, yeah, he's just like, I can see that you're BSing me. And I will tell you, like, hey, if I like someone, then 
I'm going to tell everybody that she has crabs so it no makes one else sense. will get with it. So, yeah. so I think Jerry got what he was coming for. He he kind of knew that Toro was going to lie to him and tell him that the horse was bad still. Yeah. Because he didn't want him to buy it. But it's like Toro wasn't making any moves. He didn't try to buy the horse. So why does Harry really care so much? What I don't is know. his problem? We do find out but that he's been training this horse for two years with Yes, the we do find out that the vet and him, seem, they seem to actually have a special bond they for the do. horse. So he has to be happy about it mm-hmm. that the four amigos bought it. okay the best part of the gamblers like owning this horse now is the fact that they're trying to decide on their silkies and renzo's like we yeah we need to uh, decide on the colors of our silkies and and that is the jacket or what the uh, jockeys actually wear but then lonnie's like you mean for our jockey right not for us yeah so like i have a feeling they're all gonna come out with these bad boy jackets like supporting their horse. Question: Are they going to be bad boy jackets, or are we gonna look at it and be like <laughs> idiots? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but the four amigos—that's amazing. I that's mean, gonna be their stable name. I know it was funny because I feel like Marcus hates every idea that Renzo comes up with because <laughs> I think that was a Renzo idea too—the four amigos—and they end up doing it. Like Mar- yeah. Renzo came up with the idea to buy a horse. Yeah, I mean, and now everyone's all into it, which is cool, and it's nice to see that. Who is your favorite gambler? You know, and why? I mean, I think Jerry's my favorite gambler just because I like seeing someone because he's such a badass when he can mm-hmm. be a badass. And I, my second favorite's got to be Renzo. Yes, he's Renzo's just, my favorite. Like he's just such a nice guy, and I like that. And you know, he, he provides the comic relief, and he's also smart. I mean, this whole plan was his. Yeah. To buy the horse, and why all of a sudden did all the other gamblers be like, "Yes, this is a good idea," when they weren't before? Nobody supported him you know, before. Feel like the tension from the last episode and everything, everyone having their stuff go wrong. Like Jerry's gambling wasn't working, and then Lonnie got beat up by dildos, and then Marcus is just a lonely guy. I think it just kind of. And then the horse won. And the horse won. So all the light was put on Renzo having the best idea with all his money. Right, and then it's you know it's nice too, and I I don't know I like it I like seeing Renzo because it seems like he's a genuinely like good guy. The way he's looking at the horse, it's like a kid and his puppy. No, it really is. That is exactly what the. That is a perfect description for the shot. He looks like he's in love with the horse. And just happy to be with his friends. And, and he, like, like, doesn't know what to do. And he's like, oh, he's like, Toro, can we pet it? Yeah. And then they all take a turn, like, kind of touching it. It's and as no. if you were, like, you didn't know how to hold a baby. And also, <laughs> like, when the horse, like, moves, kind of jumps aside, like, whoa. <laughs> like, leap of fun. Horse porn. <laughs> Lots of horse porn. Lots of horse porn. Oh, boy. So who do you want to talk about now? Joey, the agent? Oh, my God. Joey had so many up and downs this episode. Right. First, he was so stoked and excited. Everything was going his way. Ronnie's going to be riding this amazing horse. And you see him <laughs> starting excitedly like, don't worry. It's going to be amazing. Talking really fast. Talking really fast about how awesome it is. He has this great plan for Ronnie having him ride the crappy horse. And then it flips and... Joey's world sucks again, and he's yelling at Leon for his dieting habits and, and not being banging a dude, up his head and, and and passing out in the sauna after eating an ice cube. <laughs> no more ice cubes. No more ice Your cubes. Your diet for you. of ice cubes and OJ is now just OJ. Or I'll just say saunas because I hate saunas. I don't like them. Have they make me them? feel sick too. Yeah, like they, they just do. make me feel gross Ugh. and sweaty and really hot. And I, I don't feel well when I my temperature goes too what high. What were you thinking, Leon? Ugh, ice cubes are cool. You though. should know better. For real. 
All right. Should we go to a commercial yeah, break? Yeah, let's go to a commercial break. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? So, I like how our little commercial talks about how we hate our co-workers. (laughs) Kristen, I just want to say... It's accurate. I'm sorry. Wow. Not a fan. Not a fan. Ronnie Jr. now in the booth. In the booth? (laughs) I don't like you either, Ronnie. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is I wasn't booing at myself. I was booing at the fact that you don't like your other coworkers. Yeah, Uh, no, he's just kidding. Why do we say that? That's not nice. That is, but I like you guys. And Ronnie, I'm excited to have you in the booth. Ronnie and I did some shameless together, and then I moved to luck. Lucky you guys. Uh, can you guys uh, break it down? You know what? Look, I'm I'm not too familiar with the what the storyline is. So I mean, this is what it's third episode. Third episode. Yes. You mean, are you not watching this show yet, Ronnie? Not yet. Not yet. But that's why I'm excited to be in the booth because I can hear what you guys have to say. So I'm gonna turn my mic off and let you guys just rock out. You know, luck style. We've been all rocking right. out all night. Yeah, we have. In fact, we're ready to do predictions. I think. Yeah. Can we get some music for the predictions? <laughs> And some lights. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, so I took the first turn last week, so I will let you start out, Kristen. All right, so at the end of this episode. Amazing, amazing coming soon thing. Sorry, go on. (laughs) I was excited about it. Okay. So we see Jerry back at the tables, unfortunately, at the end. Yeah. And he, Lester, the uh, the Asian guy, he is like, my man Jerry, back. And it's kind of, like, sad for me anyway because he was doing so well, Jerry was. And Lester's like, apparently Lester works as, he owns a Chinese, um, Chinese restaurant. And he's like, my fortune cookie say... Your outcome's not looking too good, Jerry. <laughs> Say Jerry again. Jerry? That's exactly how he says it. Thank you. Uh, okay. And uh, the Toro and the vet obviously have a sex life that we didn't know about. So I see a Dude, lot of drama. It sounded, That's like, bring you, drama on it sounded like you just said sex slave for some reason, but I, I know life. you meant sex life. I said life. I just thought I'd throw that out there. All right, I see Ronnie is obviously going downhill with all these drugs. So he is going to create a huge scene 
or he's gonna die. <laughs> he's like killing himself right now. So, uh, is there suicide in his future? I don't see horse racing in his future. No, not at all. And next week, was there an earthquake at one point? Yeah, it looked like there was an earthquake because everyone was like standing as it's shaking. I mean, this is California, so I guess it makes sense. There are earthquakes out here. You know what? I've lived here for two and a half, three years, and I still have not felt a single earthquake. I've sort of felt them. Like, I've just heard stuff shaking, and I sort of felt it, but no, no big deal. Don't be scared to live in California. I'm scared. Don't be scared. Okay, so we see Gus. Gus's horse um, doesn't seem like it's doing well in the coming pictures of attractions because we see Gus and Ace down at the track kind of yelling at Toro. And Gus had just been looking at the papers with Ace. So I feel like their horse is not winning. Yeah. In the pre- in the previews, it looked that way. Uh, the vet hits her head on the floor, like, of the of the barn. And I kind of... Oh, I didn't of, notice that. I kind of think it might be Toro. It probably is. He, there might be an abusive relationship Turo, going on there. Yeah, well, Toro is, like, yelling at her all the time in the stables, and it's kind of rude to her constantly. He's not just training horses. He's training the ladies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not excited about women being abused, but I see some nasty things going on in the barn. I am so excited about it. The barn is still my favorite location. Is the barn in the racetrack? What is this? I I think it's, yes, I think really it's almost one and the same. I think they're very close together. Uh, Also, we see, like, people getting sliced up on boats and being thrown overboard. Yeah, the boat thing was intense. Is this Dexter? They're throwing people over. That's board. gotta be stuff with. I've, that's gotta be stuff between Mike and Chester and that group. Who's getting on. thrown overboard though? Do you think it's our new go-between, Nathan? Nathan Israel. Do you think he's getting Nathan throats? Israel? I don't his think it was. Lit? It didn't look like it was Nathan Israel, but it looks like there's something going on with that whole mob group. Like stuff's going down. Yeah, I think so. What do you got? So I agree with you on everything. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So I think. It, that yeah, with Ronnie, he's going to just fall into that drug cycle again. But this time, he's not going to get out of it. And either he's going to go to jail, he is going to die from the overdosing on drugs. It's got it's got to be one of those two things. I don't think he's going to get killed in any way, other than from his own self infliction. Um, I think Joey is going to kind of come back. I I think Joey and Rosie are going to meet each other in some way, mm-hmm. and something's going to happen between them. And I think. It'll actually be a pick-me-up for Joe. Or, sorry, I don't know why I'm saying Joey. Leon. Right. Not trying to confuse people. Leon. Leon and Rosie. Leon's going to come back. He needs some love in his life. And I think I think Leon and Rosie are going to meet each other. And I think that's actually going to pick Leon up so he doesn't fall to Ronnie's levels. And that's going to be what helps Leon through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think the gamblers, they're going to have a little bit of tension with Turo. But I think in the end, and you and I were talking about this after watching the show... They're going to come together, and they're going to work together a lot and actually be each other's biggest supporters. Do you think the gamblers are going to be successful with this horse? I think at first they're going to have trouble, but then they'll rise through it and things will get better. Do you think they'll be able to keep up with their bills? They seem pretty expensive, yeah, it's, all the costs. Yeah, it sound like really expensive bills. But like also, if their horse does not win and they don't keep making money. But how much money did they make in the first place, though? That's kind of what I'm wondering. The, how much? What was that initial winning? I think it was like six million dollars. Pick six, six million. I think was it six million? I'm not sure. Okay, because it was obviously it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. Because I was trying to pay attention to how much money it was going to cost per month, 
It sounded like maybe a hundred thousand or something like in between, somewhere in between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars per month. It sounded like so. I, I think th- that they can probably afford it. Right. But probably. if Jerry's spending Unless all their Jerry's money losing and all he the starts money. racking up debts. And that's probably the, going to be the main point of contention with it is going to be J- Jerry getting this debt from gambling and then everyone else kind of grouping in against him like, hey, we have this horse now. You can't keep doing this. We're trying to pay for this horse. Mm-hmm. What do you think the angle is with Goose? They kind of let him in. Oh, so I think what happened with Goose, my thought is that it was all Renzo. Renzo felt bad because they weren't going to use Him Goose anymore. So what they were saying was every time that our horse wins, we'll give you 5% of the winnings. And at first, Goose thought it was going to be something else where he was going to have to pay money. Pay bills and but stuff. it sounded like what it really was was Renzo feeling bad and saying, hey, no hard feelings. I like what you did for me. Every time this horse wins, we're going to give you money even though we're not using you. If he play, pays 5% of the purchasing price. I don't think he has to pay anything of it. That's what they told him. You have to pay 5% of the purchasing price. Not sure they're going to hold him to it. Yeah. But okay. 5% of the purchasing price wasn't that much because it was 25000 Yeah. So 10000 but- Let's test our math. 10, 10% would be 2500 So half that. That's like... Twelve. Yeah, it's not too bad. One thousand two hundred fifty bucks. So yeah, I think. But I think at the that's end, very affordable, <laughs> right? And I think at the end, it was really more of Renzo being like, "Hey, no hard feelings. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna cut you in on some of this, and we do appreciate what you did." I, I really think that's what a lot of that was—that little exchange. But yeah, I think you're right. Turo and the veterinarian. Weird trouble's gonna happen. I think we're gonna see a lot with Chester and. The new lady friend. Yeah, Claire. Do you think Claire's going to be a mole? You know, I think you're right. I think she is going to be a mole. But I think she's going to end up liking Chester, and then there's going to be tension there because she ends up liking Chester. So maybe she because switches Because Mike's sides. an asshole, as we all know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she'll kind of want to switch sides. <laughs> do you think we're going to see Mike next? I think we do see Mike next week because I think we see Nathan Israel talking to Mike. Yeah, I so think I so. So I think we will see. And do you think Nathan Israel, Demi- Mr. Demetrio, do you think he's going to stay loyal to I think Ace? he's. I think Nathan Israel, Mr. Demetrio, whatever his real name is, I think he's going to stay loyal to Ace, but there's going to be a lot of issues here because I don't think he realizes what he's getting himself into. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, before we go out, I just want to talk about how it seems like all the scenes are naturally lit. I don't see a whole lot of unnatural lighting, and I really like that. I didn't notice, but we got a, a DP over here, apparently. Hey. Pulling it out, nice, yeah. Uh, great camera angles. We talked about the one in the car uh, behind. Yeah. That, that shot was Now nice. we both noticed that. That was a great shot, where you see Chester in the mm-hmm. middle seat as the car's moving forward. Some badass dum 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 We see music. Jerry looking down Some at... Baseline. Yeah, we see Jerry looking down at all the gambling tables. And yeah. we're just like, that was a nice angle. Uh, oh. How about the angle whenever Jerry's walking up to buy the horse, and we get the dog's angle from inside the screen. Did you notice that? It was the oh, dog's I, angle. Right before he like started barking and attacking Jerry, it was the dog's angle. It was very low. I like all these low angles. Apparently you like looking up at things because you're short. No, I just... <laughs> I, okay, the show is starting to put 
the characters who were losers. Right. It makes them look stronger and more magnificent because when you look at somebody, it makes them seem like a bigger deal. And they are becoming a bigger deal. We're getting lower angles of the gamblers, which is making them a bigger deal. That's interesting. I didn't notice that natural progression, but you're right because that's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, looking up, looking Mm -hmm. up at these guys because now they own a horse. They're not just degenerate gamblers. Yeah, and also the scene where Nathan Israel is sort of in with Gus and Ace, and he's sort of in between those windows, as if he's on a judge. He's being judged like, by yeah. God. It was almost like an interrogation scene, because it was also like he says, "Hey, can I use the restroom? The laboratory. The laboratory. You're an American. And it's just this son. little bit of tension. Yeah, you're an American, son. And then I just wanted to, before we go out, I just want to talk about the very last scene where it's Ace and Gus kind of falling asleep. And they're shutting their eyes, and Gus is like, oh, it's a beautiful horse. And his eyes go shut, and then we see, like, the horse. They're, like, falling asleep, and then we go in their dreams. How how great is that? How creepy is it that they're dreaming about horse porn? <laughs> of course you would ruin my shot with that. <laughs> yes, I will. I just want to say that if you're not watching this show, you should. Join us next week. Find me at Cinematic Escape. And find me, Dave Klein, at the Dave Klein on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.